Hello, and welcome to Order Within, navigating a world of endless chaos and crisis. Many of us are experiencing inner turmoil, insecurity, anxiety, fears, and isolation. These feelings are only being amplified by news cycles, social media, and never-ending political madness. How do we find our way out of the chaos? How do we find strength within ourselves? How do we find meaning in a world driven by materialism? These questions and many more I aim to answer on the show. My goal is to be a trusted guide on your journey to selfhood. May you find what you seek. Hello and welcome everyone. I'm your host, Brandon Ward, back with another episode of Order Within. I'm excited. We're continuing on the new conversations here at Order Within. We've got a phenomenal guest here who's really a, a marketing and content creating badass. <laughs> Aliana Kali is joining us today. Aliana is the founder at Brands Are Alive. She helps heart-centered entrepreneurs and creators build brands full of self-expression. Traditional marketing tells you to look at what buyers want and build your brand around it. But Aliana wants you to uncover who you are at your core and build your brand around that instead. To turn up the volume on your message and attract those who are meant to be transformed through your work. To make more money while being yourself and doing what you love. So you can learn more about her company, Brands Are Alive. We'll link to all that in the show notes below. Aliana, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for that lovely introduction. My pleasure. Well, it's nice to have a nice little write up there for for the, the lead way in. And, and truthfully, like it's a great description of what you do. And, and it's one of the reasons I was drawn to you. I recently just discovered your content on LinkedIn. Uh, you and I both publish content regularly. You've got a YouTube channel as well. Um, so having you on the show is great because you're such a, a, a proponent of authenticity and, and order within is really all about that living authentic to who we are. And, and the inner worlds. And so you have a, a deep, I think, love for that. Yes. You agree? So absolutely. Yeah. let's maybe talk there. I've got a list of things that I want to get there. We're going to try to get through today. We're going to aim for around an hour. I know you're a busy gal, so we got to make sure to, to honor that time. But let's maybe break down kind of what spawned all this for you, if you will, and kind of what what sparked the uh, inspiration behind your brand and what you're doing now. With brands are alive, you mean? Yeah. And just your approach to to marketing and branding and yeah, sure. Uh, God, there's so much I can say, and I don't want to tell you my life story because that's going <laughs> to... I don't know. It's important, though. Because this is, this is one of those things that I feel like I really integrated everything in my, my life. All the lessons and everything crystallized into one thing. So there's a lot that seemingly had nothing to do with this, but eventually looking back, I'm like, oh, this is because of that experience or that lesson I learned. But the gist of it is I was, as, as a kid, I was like all kids, I think, all about self-expression because that's what the inner artist in us and the inner creator wants to do. We are all the sparks of life. This, this um, I like to say that we are all like a, a unique expression of the universe and that this unique expression can only be, can only come alive through you in this one form. And uh, as a kid, I was obviously very aware of that. But like a lot of people, you know, life happened and kind of had to focus on survival and making money. So like a lot of people, I had this desire to express myself, but then reality hit and it and I was in a really tough situation where I had to focus on making money. And I had a lot of wounds of, of you know, I'll spare you all the details for now, but I got to a point where I was like, okay, I really ha I have to do the next thing and the next thing and the next thing to feel complete, to feel good about myself, to feel like I am somebody, to feel that I am worthy, to feel I was constantly chasing this emotion of am I enough? And not even aware of it. I wasn't consciously asking the question. It manifested as this hyper achievement that was driven by this constant feeling of I'm just not enough and I need to do something to become enough. And it just constantly kept pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing. And it, it got to a point where, okay, I, on the outside, I achieved any, everything that I thought I wanted. I built the business that I thought I wanted. I made the money that I thought I wanted to make. I did everything that I wanted to do. My life on paper was perfect. So why wasn't I feeling this way? Why wasn't I feeling the way that I wanted to feel? And how do I even want to feel? I have no idea what feeling right is like because I had been so disconnected from my emotions for so long that I was like, I just know this is not it. 
I like to say that it felt like being a main character in the wrong movie. Mm. You know, it's like, okay, on paper, this sounds great, but this is not for me. This is not, I know that my, if I have a soul, it didn't come to this planet to do that, you mm. know? So I really uh, felt towards the end before I decided to make the switch, I felt like I could no longer push through. I was struggling to do the smallest tasks in my last business. I was, um, you know, something that would take somebody else five or 10 minutes, it would take me five minutes. Mm. I just had so much resistance because all my life I was so driven by making more money and success and whatever. And I finally achieved that. I had the recognition. I had everything. So it was like, okay, I have nothing to uh, wake up for. You know, to to not nothing to wake up for, but nothing to motivate me to do more. More money just wasn't going to get me out of bed. More what more of whatever I had just wasn't working anymore. You know, mm. and I had already gone the cycle of you know pa pushing past a certain limit of how I viewed myself and what I was capable of, sabotaging myself, going back to struggle, building myself up again, and just constantly getting myself in these situations where I would just sabotage myself to recreate it. But as I kept doing the inner work and healing, it got to a point where, okay, I've, I'm forced to face my humanity. I'm forced to face, why do I feel this way? What's missing? And what I found is that I just had this innate feeling that something within me wanted to express, something wanted to be created. There's some something in me that needed to be said, and I didn't know what it was. I just felt like I had a lot of anger, and I knew what I didn't want. I knew what I didn't like about the industry I'm in. I knew what I didn't like about marketing. I know what I didn't like about the way I was working with my clients and what I didn't like about the way business was being done. And it just got to a point where I could no longer push through or do things that are out of, out of alignment. It, it sucked my soul to have to use my time energy and everything within me, my existence to sell a freaking product that meant nothing to me. And it's not that these people like were unethical. It's just, I started to question, what's the point of all of this? Okay. Now what? Yes, I have a business and it's making money and, and I should be happier, but now what? What's the point of all of this? And I just remember, like I said, I got to a point where I could no longer push myself to do the work. I was working sometimes less than an hour a day. Three hours a day was a busy day <laughs> work. So on paper, it sounds great. It's like younger me would have done anything to get there. But, you know, I had all this time for myself and I was just, um, I felt really like I was missing something and well, obviously I was missing something, mm -hmm. but I, I just constantly kept looking for basically i needed a lot of stimulation in life to feel good every meal had to be a gourmet meal every i need to go out i need to okay now i need to eat something okay now i need to plan a trip okay now i need there's always this emptiness that just needs to be filled with the doing having creating what and i'm not talking about just distraction i'm just talking about this like hunger in my soul that just could not be filled and the reality is actually all that, that I needed really was to um, tend to myself or stop neglecting myself emotionally and at the same time say yes to what my heart really desired, which is to express myself as who I really am instead of suppressing some parts of myself because I thought that, that I could not bring them to work, that I had to be a different character. I couldn't do marketing my way. I had to choose something different or do or do business and marketing the way other people expected me to be instead of being in, in alignment with who, who I was. So there's this constant push against my nature. And it was just, yeah, it was like this long process of fight, not fighting, but at first it was a fight, but then ultimately it was, okay, now I have to accept all these parts of myself and find a way to love them and integrate them in the work that I do, even though there's part of me that wants to reject those things. So it meant that I had to not run away from marketing or business or say, you know what, this, I reject this, but instead, can I bring who I am and can I bring what I believe in to this work and pay the price, whatever price that is, whether it's letting go of some clients that are paying good money, but 
we're not in alignment. But letting go of work that on paper sounds good, but for whatever freaking reason doesn't excite me. And you know what? I'd rather do that. I'd rather say no to the things that I know I know are not in alignment with why I'm here that are not meaningful to me and pursue the things that maybe don't make sense on paper. It's like, you're going to let go of this and go do this? Yes. Or you're going to let go of this really profitable niche? You have no reason why. Like The only reason is because you're not excited about it anymore and you want to go do this thing of full self-expression and marketing and branding and sound stupid and crazy and what will people say? And like, Nobody will take you seriously. That was one of the big things that I had. Nobody will take me seriously. Um, and and you're you're going to sound crazy. Or maybe you are crazy. You know, I had all these things that I just, I needed to work through in order to really allow myself to um, to be who I am. And I found that that what drove me was that I, I, I really wanted my clients to be their full self-expression. So I would constantly, even though they would hire me to like help them with their strategic stuff and their, how do I make money? But I would find myself just out of nowhere trying to get them to follow their hearts and trying to get them to follow their passion, their purpose. And at some point you look at that and you go, I'm being a hypocrite. I'm telling these people to do that, but I'm not doing that. In my own, I kind of had to make that transition. That's a long-winded way of uh, telling the story. No, it's amazing. I needed to say basically everything that I was going through is because I didn't know at the time that what I needed was full self-expression. I had no idea what the heck that was. What I knew was that I worked my ass off. I kept pursuing the next achievement and the next achievement and the next achievement. I constantly worked to to prove myself to myself first and to other people as well, if I were being honest with myself. Like I worked really hard to prove something, that I was a somebody and I did everything and I got to where I wanted to go and I felt the way that I felt and ultimately all I knew at that point is I have no energy. I can't do this. Mm. Um, you know, it manifested first as like complete depletion. I knew I wasn't tired. I just did not want to. I had no motivation. Here, mm. none. Um, and that resistance is is very powerful indicator. Absolutely, Eliana. like that's absolutely. There's a ton that resonates with what you shared as well. I, I experienced some very similar things in my career, and something that I've thought about a lot is that space between who we are and the life we're living the, lo- mm. the bigger that space is the larger that gap the more suffering we experience and and yeah. to me that's that's you recognizing and especially that hyperachiever component I, very similar that's the way i grew up like and a lot of that is driven the way we're raised you know conditional love is dictated around how good we are at sports or in school or the things that we do so we attach so- our worth to achievement and like mm-hmm. we internalize all these things and you, you revealed some of that about your own inner dialogue, how you were viewing yourself. Yeah. Like saying that people won't take me seriously, that the trying to fill the void. Right. I also know that like where it's partying, it's drinking, it's all the things you need, the most rich, delicious, insane meal every day. <laughs> like bro, right? eat a bowl of oatmeal and be fine. It's okay. It doesn't, it doesn't have to be five right. stars. Right. It's it's. Yeah. But, <laughs> When you're feeling that lack, and when I say lack, mm-hmm. I mean that internal disconnect, like the yeah. lack of connection to our authentic self, that's the experience you have. And which, so I, I appreciate you being vulnerable and open about that because I, I think a lot of people don't realize how common that way of feeling is. And we live in a very socially connected world which can drive us towards specific behaviors that creates a lack of trust in ourselves. And I think that's yes. to me, like what you're speaking so heavily to is yeah. in your mind, you have this idea of what you're supposed to be mm-hmm. and you have all the stuff on paper, but really internally you're miserable and you're what you were wanting to do for yourself. You're trying to push your clients to do right. Like yeah. it's, that's, it's funny to me because that's an, a prime example of how our inner states can be mirrored by the world and the way we're interacting with others around us. So I appreciate you going deep into that because it's, it's, it's tough, but I think, but the, the upside is though, is once you start to see it, and this is what I wrote too, is it all actually starts with the negative. You, you start to see how things just aren't working. You don't even know what needs to work, who you are necessarily, like the values you have, right? I see like you get, so it almost always starts with something's wrong. I don't yes. know why, but so 
for for listeners out there, like if you're finding yourself in similar situations, one, that's a great indicator that adjustments, change need to be made. Two, mm-hmm. it's a huge blessing to recognize that because it's yeah. a starting point of the potential change. And yeah. three, no matter where you find yourself, no matter how miserable you may be by the prison you created for yourself, you can change it all. It's just Absolutely. honoring and loving yourself. Absolutely. I want to speak to that piece. I'm so glad you brought it up because I, I just remembered now and wow, like I forgot how painful this was. There was a period where I didn't know what was wrong, let alone how to fix it. And I want to speak to that because I think that's that lack of clarity about what exactly is the problem here. What's the cause of this is one of the most painful experiences. It's one thing to have a problem. It's another thing to not to have no context of the problem that you have. And I just remember this feeling of fuzziness, having no clarity whatsoever, just knowing, like you said, there's something wrong, but I don't know what right is. I know what I don't like a want. haze or something, isn't it? Yeah, it's like yeah, a yeah, fog yeah. over you. Exactly. It's, exactly. It's like, it's like, I know what is not working. I know what is wrong, but I don't know what the alternative is. And what I wish I knew at the time is that uh, the alternative is exactly the opposite of what you don't want to start. When, when I'm working with people and I, I want to help them gain that clarity, I try to not start from what is not working in your life, right? I, I try to start from forget about everything that's around, let go of the box. Like if we're starting from scratch, if you didn't spend 20 years building this kind of career and you didn't have this and you didn't have this, if everything, if money was no issue, if nothing was an issue, like what do you truly, truly desire? And we start from there. But if a lot of times, some people, a lot of people, actually, myself included, I was so disconnected from my heart. I was so disconnected from my passions. I was, I, I hadn't followed any hobbies for years. I hadn't, I wasn't really listening to myself and to what I genuinely enjoyed. So when anybody asked me, what do you want? I had no idea because I have no idea. I'm just like, I don't know what I want to do with my life. I don't know what I'm passionate about. I feel nothing. I just know I'm angry and sad and upset and I don't like this. And so what I would tell somebody who has no idea is start with the opposite of what is. Like you said, you know, it starts with, I'm not happy with this. This is not working. Okay, what would be the opposite of this? Start with that at least. Sometimes we just, we, we have to run away from something. I always say you want to run towards something as opposed to running away from something. Sometimes you have no, no idea what you're running towards and you just kind of have to be like, you know what? I'm just going to run away from this. I don't want this, yeah. you know, and uh, let's just work on that. And then we can figure out what do we actually want. And another thing you said that I loved was you can always make improvement from where you are. I had so many stories about why I couldn't change. I have people to take care of. I have real responsibilities. I need the money. I can't do this. Nobody will take me seriously and all of these other inner things that was a different story. but. The outer world, also, I felt like I had lots of reasons. They were real. They were valid. So, you know, when we say excuses, we're not saying they're not real, right? Like, they're real. It's happening. You do have these responsibilities. But often we think that change has to be this 180 degree. But the reality, it it actually happens in the 1% changes every day. Exactly. What can you do better? There's always something you can do a little bit better from wherever you are. Maybe you can't quit the job or leave your business and start another one tomorrow. Maybe you don't have money to take a six-month vacation. Maybe you don't have, you know, uh, I don't know, the resources to create, to build that retreat center or whatever. Maybe you don't have these things yet, but you can start from wherever you are. You can take a step in that direction. Even if you have no idea where you're going eventually, you can start from I have no idea what I want to build, but I know I'd like to have a business where I'm having more fun and I'm more relaxed and I'm peaceful. Okay, what can I do in my day-to-day right here, right now to make my current situation more fun, more peaceful, and more relaxing? Just start from there. And I know it sounds simplistic, but truly that's how you build it. You have to activate this thing by taking action in that direction and doing it over and over and over. Once you are in the feeling state, that's when the ideas come in. The problem is we try to figure it out and hope that once we have it, we will feel a certain type of way. It's actually a lot of times the other way around. When you're in a certain mental and emotional state, in a state of being, you will have thoughts, ideas, and beliefs 
that are matching to that feeling, but it actually starts from the feeling. So if we disconnect from how we feel, good or bad, imagine what kind of life we have. Of yeah. course, we have no idea. Yeah, it's it's void of those things, and yeah. I and I, that's there's so much gold in that. As I I feel passion is our soul energy, the things that really light us up as as soulful beings, and so yes. when we activate that. It, it, we notice it. That's the activation of our spiritual energy. That to me is what that is. But I love what you said about the, cause it's compounding those small micro changes that we can make now do compound and, and you nailed it. What ends up happening is we start to shift our feeling state, our emotional state, recognizing that, Oh wait, this is possible. And I don't think people realize that you can start with the end in mind. Like I, you will have an idea of what that may be. You gave an example just now, but it, it's not this, it doesn't have to be, you're going to figure out what it is and how you get there. Yes, like, absolutely. That with the end state that I would like, and, and you just, you know, let's say it's a retreat center you mentioned, right? Or a life that's driven around freedom or family, whatever it may be. You could be miles away from that today. It doesn't matter. The importance is, you see that vision of where you want to go and you just take a 1% belief that it's possible and you start something small. If it's, even if it's a two minute journaling practice that says, yes. I can do this. This is what I want every morning. You will find over time as you do that, that those compounds will start to gain. Ideas will start to come into your mind. Mm -hmm. You'll start to recognize, wait a second, I'm actually undermining my progress the way I'm doing things right now based oh. on where I want to go. Because if we don't have that true north, we're aimlessly wandering. Mm -hmm. And I think mm -hmm. your story, what you described earlier, Eliana, about what drove you to where you are today is something so many of us feel, especially when we're young, is just a lack of direction. We're just drifting. Yes. And truthfully, yes. in my life, there's nothing more painstaking and miserable than just being adrift at the sea of life with no vision no direction because yeah. you're now just being pushed around all that's a terrifying yeah. and horrible place i mean honestly it's pretty terrible but it absolutely is yeah but that yeah. it to your point and what you were saying it starts with understanding first where you are and i love the idea and I, i've used this exercise a lot if there was no money if money wasn't an object if you could start with a clean slate just like what you're doing with your clients what would you do? Forget the practicality of it, the logic, your education, your career, throw all that crap out. Like you said, throw that, get, get out of the box. Like that's the box. We're ignoring the box right now. So, cause in there will be that true North. It may take a little time to clarify what it is, but in there is that yeah. true North. And there, I, I can promise our listeners out there, there is no greater path to live than that of one that is pursuing our true north even if the oh, vision we have is a 50 yes. year path. i love that you said that that's exactly it it's like it's a project of a lifetime our true north is not the job that we do it's it's your whole life and the message that you came here to deliver through your exactly. life um one thing about passion is that it's actually the clue to that to north star mm. It's both the North Star, the purpose in and of itself is to live in that state of bliss and it also guides you towards it. So I'll give you an example. I had this intuitive, I don't know, intuitive maybe is a little bit of a fancy word. It just came to me at some point in 2014, January 2014, out of nowhere, I was like, I need to go to India. No connection to India, no friends, no family, nothing, nothing whatsoever. So, you know, out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, this is crazy. It makes no sense. But I did. I had this strong, like, I don't know. So I, I did it. And that opened up the door to so many things. And it turned into eight years of travel, which was supposed to be two months. It turned into eight years. And so many experiences wow. that became part of the work that I'm doing at Brands Our Life today that I had no idea I needed to learn over there for the because I had no idea about this work. Mm. But it's like, Sounds like life, it's not always, I mean, it's my belief, but you can think of it as like breadcrumbs leading you of this yep. is, do this and go do this and go do this. And then at some point, whether it's pre-planned or your brain somehow configures it, it doesn't matter to me. I don't, I don't care about the, like, was it intentional or not? The point is there's some magic that the 
your mind is going to configure at some point where it's like, aha, this is what I want to do. I want to combine this, this, and this and create this, this new beautiful thing. And love it because as creators, human beings, the beautiful thing is that we have this capacity to connect these dots to create something that's unique. We can do that. And um, the other benefit of following your passion or following th- the, the, the things that make you feel alive, as I like to say, what you mentioned earlier, right? Like this emotion, this state of being is that it makes being here and now good, which is a prerequisite for getting what you want out of life. You have to make peace with where you are. You have to make it better. You have to make it okay to be here forever. And once you accept here and now, then getting where you want to go is so much easier and it's much more likely because if you're, the only reason you want to go there is because being here is very painful. And that's the only thing that you do. You just, your whole life is about avoiding pain. Mm. You really aren't tapping into into what you're needing to do. You're not tapping into it. Um, and I, I would like to add one more thing, but I don't want to speak at you because I know I've been going like multiple. I took I took like a couple of uh, notes as you were um, talking because this is this is really gold. This is stuff that I believe. If people can start moving in that direction of just making more choices day to day, to follow their bliss, to do things that bring them joy, to allow themselves really to be here and now and enjoy the day, it can open up. It can open up doors that are unimaginable i didn't know this kind of life was possible for me um and one last thing i'm gonna add before i close this there's there is a piece of content i put out a few weeks ago called the 130 method as you were speaking about you know how hard it is to like make a plan when you have no idea how to approach something because it's so big right it's like I want to build that retreat center like you talked like you talked about, but I have no resources. It's like the essence of my twenties, by the way. Like everything was way too big to even fathom. But sorry. <laughs> me too. Me too. No, no, no. Like that's a really good point because that that is purely driven by that place of feeling like you're not good enough, right? Because I didn't feel good enough, so I always felt like I needed to achieve more. And no matter what I achieved, I was like, no, I need to 10x this, 100x this. I need to have the biggest achievement in town. I can't, I can't accept being just mildly successful. I have to be massively successful, <laughs> you know? But I have something called the 130 method. And basically, it's a process to break down those gigantic ideas, such as building a retreat center. How do you figure out with just 10 hours of work and just $100 testing the minimum viable version, if you will, of this dream in like tiny 10-hour projects instead of building an entire retreat center here's Mm. how to approach it and keep testing for another 12 months so between now and a year from now you have some traction even though you don't have money to create a retreat center so it's not just for retreat centers this is really for breaking down any uh unrealistic if you will plan or something how do you make that realistic and turn it into an actual plan that you can start working on today so it's called the 130 method it's okay i can share it after the yeah, I'll make sure to put it in the show notes if you created a video around it, because that sounds like yeah. you explained the process in your video. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, explained the awesome. process in the video. That's why it's called 130. I know it's a lot. You it know, can, when well, you're going through it, it can be really overwhelming when you have no idea what you want to do. And somebody's yeah. like, figure out what you want to do. Create a plan. Do this. Do this. <laughs> you know, yeah. It, well, and it, to your point, I think it's. That's why self-compassion and being loving and accepting of who we are is so important. And also recognizing, like we said earlier, that the true North component is a lifelong pursuit. It's not an end state that you're trying to drive at. It's a way of living. It's, it's a way of operating your life. Like that's to me that, and that, that's what changed as I've gotten older. I stopped thinking about where I, cause I was looking at everything as I need to go there to be happy. I need to go there yeah. to be happy. I need to be yep. there. Once I do this, then I can once I blah, blah, blah. We all do that. We all do these. Once I do this, then I'll be this. Once I have that, then I'll have this. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's a trap though. It's a trap because the only moment we ever have is now. And, but that doesn't mean we forgo the future. That doesn't mean we don't because the, the, the believing that things are possible are crucial to that as well. But like, this doesn't happen overnight. And you mentioned too, something that I, I thought is important is there's a difference between 
misery, depression, sadness, isolation, separation in yourself and discomfort and struggle while you're building something big. There's a huge difference. And I think our culture can sometimes overvalue feeling good all the time, right? Like we talked about it, like (laughs) kind of needing to feel good all the time, but recognizing that discomfort, struggle, challenge, when we're pursuing our true north is actually incredibly fulfilling. It's rewarding to say, wow, I started with nothing. I've been at this for three years and now look at what I've done. Like, was that easy? No, but oh my goodness, it's so rewarding and fulfilling. And as creators, you mentioned this too, the creative process, to me that like when we're putting these things out into the universe, that's how we co-create. We don't need to know how it will become. Our job is to state the vision that we res- that resonates in our souls, clarify what that is, and and honor that daily, right? Telling the universe, this is what we want. This is what we want. This is what we want. And magically, however it does, shit starts happening. Like, <laughs> when even, it's bizarre. When I first watched The Secret, I was like, oh, this is BS. And I thought all you had to do was sit around and dream which is also BS. You absolutely yeah. have to take action. But it, for me, it comes from that love within ourselves, just pursuing that creative process and, and leaning into discomfort. I, there's yes. a difference, right? Would you, would you agree with that, Eliana? Absolutely. 100%. So there's so much I would love to, to, to say about this. But the first thing I want to note to the point of secret, right? Uh, the secret. I don't, I honestly don't lean too much on beliefs as much as my own personal experience. And I invite anyone who's listening if you hear something and you're like okay that sounds good this sounds great just try it just try it in your own life test it and see if it works for you or not here's what i found works for me being who i need to be while i'm doing the action and i think this is the problem that people aren't getting that i wasn't getting for the longest time and that maybe in the teachings of um you know stuff like the secret or whatever they probably i don't know if they missed it or I think what makes the difference is that when you start to envision that you're already there, not only are you um, more motivated because you're constantly reminded of the thing, which it's very easy to forget why we are waking up every morning, creating content and doing things when we're not seeing immediate results in the beginning. It's easy to forget why you're doing it. So you have to constantly remind yourself of the vision and being excited about the vision. But more than that, as you begin to see yourself as somebody who is living that life, you begin to behave as the person who has that end goal. And guess what? If you act like the person who has that goal every day, you're constantly doing the thing as if you are the person. Ultimately, you're going to become the person and you're going to create the thing that the person is creating. There's nothing magical about it. Even if we wanted to look at it as like even the most skeptical person can understand, even the most quote unquote, unspiritual or not not that there's such a thing, but somebody who just rejects all these kinds of notions and Mm -hmm. and maybe is skeptical, which I totally understand because at some point I was very, 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 very skeptical and very tired of these things that are being taught, Mm -hmm. right? About like spirituality or whatever. I was like, oh God, like I've heard so much BS and I wanted to see like, show me what's real, what's true. Well, even if you're skeptical, you you can see how logically how this would work we are programming ourselves like we think that we are stuck in one way or another or that um we i am just this way or not this way i can do things i I suck at execution is something i hear a lot from people who are creative and visionaries like i'm the visionary type but it's hard for me to do the work it's hard for me to execute that's not true Mm. that's not true and you can easily uh shift into not you don't even have to like reprogram yourself over months and years you can easily become that person in the next minute just take the action let go of who you think you are let go of how you think you should behave as an introverted person versus a, a an extroverted person as a procrastinator versus somebody who takes action let go of how you view yourself and just do the thing as though you are that is the concept i think the core of the teaching of something like the secret you know Mm. Uh, yeah so it's and it's it's interesting too because we overthink those things and really in my mind that's the resistance to the growth mindset and it's still us judging ourselves we're not embracing love within who we are we're not accepting who we are we're staring at a blank page and we're saying oh i can't do this but really what we're saying is that i don't have the skills to do it i don't have the creative power to do it 
Like we yeah. hide behind this visionary concept of I'm a visionary, I can't do it. But really yeah. it's like, actually, this is my way of preventing myself from failing, quote unquote. Yeah. But yeah. the only failure in life is to not act and be as we are. And I love oh, that. Oh, I love that. Well, because we're, it's the, it's a, it's a trick. It's very counterintuitive to think that the way to do the things in life that you really truly desire is to be who you truly are. Like that's the trick. And because yeah. once you connect from Hold within, on. you tap into that power within yourself. There's all this depth and treasure and richness that starts emanating out of you that the universe starts pulling you forward to where you become this thing that you didn't even know you were. You were, right? But, Isn't that interesting? That's but just if like you're telling yourself revealed. Exactly. Exactly. You're revealing. But that's the thing though. If you're telling yourself though, I'm the visionary, I can't do this, I'm not a doer, I can't execute. That's your my buddy that that's Andrew. He's a, a brilliant book, a prior episode guest with you. His whole thing is around your stucky story. That's your stucky story. <laughs> telling you that, that <laughs> you like you're not a doer. Because yeah. Eliana and I, and I say this with with deep feeling because I was once that person. I used to believe that I couldn't do things. I was all this until I really started embracing who I was. And I will say this: I'm, I'm. It's a bit of a pivot out, but quitting porn as a man, watching quit watching that. I watched. I stopped four over four years ago. That completely changed my ability to focus and be productive as well. So my point is. We can tell ourselves these stories for very long times, but it's all about accepting, embracing who we are, and we absolutely can create and do. It's just we're afraid. We have this perfectionism, and we're not yeah. allowing ourselves to get messy. Like, bro, just slinging the shit. Like, you just got to sling <laughs> the shit. Creating yeah. is shit slinging so yeah. much. So Yeah, absolutely. I love that. I love that. I love that. I love that. It's like the hardest thing about creativity or the creative process is to sit with the discomfort of like, I have no idea what the fuck I'm creating. Not and a this, clue. this makes no sense to me. I need it to like, there is this, this, especially if your work is in the creative work, right? Like you're writing content for somebody, you're creating content, you kind of, there's that pressure to ship. There's that pressure to create. But then the, on the other hand, there is this part of you that wants to express itself. And then there's the sitting with the thing to create something and realizing how unskilled we are in some ways. Like, oh, fuck, I hate this. Or the resistance or didn't get enough sleep last night and might have eaten or, you know, whatever, something that I shouldn't have eaten late at night. And now my brain is really foggy and I, I just don't feel like it. And you just sit down and you do it and it sucks and nothing good comes out of it. And you're like, holy shit, I need to ship this by exit. So. It's the hardest thing is just to sit with that resistance, to sit with that discomfort of not knowing what the hell we're creating, of not liking it and just keep chiseling and keep creating until something comes out of it. I believe that these things are recreated and they're being revealed through us. So it's like mm. the piece of content, the idea is alive. It wants to come to life, but you, you know, it's going to come through your filters, through your words, through your voice. And you have exactly. to get out of the way to allow it to be said through you and not judge it. You'll, you'll know when it's coming from the heart versus when you're creating it for performance. You'll know that if you're creating it because it's your joy to share that versus when you're creating it because you think that's what the audience is expecting of you. There's a exactly. huge difference in creating. And I'm not saying don't create for the audience. Like when I create content, I literally think about actual people. I'm thinking about this person that I want to, mm. I want to support them or you know, I'm, I'm, I want it to, to be a gift. I want it to help somebody. I want it to, but it makes me happy. I, I enjoy it. I love it. But, and I know it's going to be useful to somebody else. That's the sweet spot, right? And it's aligned with who you are too. That's a key piece with, too. What's the thing? That's... Aligned with who you are is like, it brings you joy, right? Like if, exactly. if I joy, if I feel that this is coming from the heart, this is my gift to this person. If I were talking to a friend and giving them sincere advice, this is what I would say to them. Agenda aside, I have no, you know, if I'm not trying, forget about the fact that they're a potential client or a client or a customer. Forget about that. Forget about the fact that I'm a quote unquote content creator. I'm just sharing as a human being to another, as a person to another. What would I say to this person who is in this position where I was? you know, before, and I understand their pain. I understand their needs. I want to help them. I want to support them. What would I say to them? And how can I do it in a way that's 
meaningful to me and joyful to me and doesn't drain me either because I'm not going to go and spend five hours on the phone with a random person who's not paying me. Let's be real. Like I have to protect my boundaries too. It's not yeah. about I'm giving and giving and giving and giving. But what can you give joyfully without any expectations that you're giving from the heart? You're just giving something from the heart. When you create from that place, you're giving yourself life. You're giving your life more meaning. You're helping the other person. It's a win-win for everybody. And that is the essence of creation. It's creation in and of itself for the purpose of itself. Like it is because it is. It's not like I am creating this, but I'm hoping that it, this will get me this many people to click through. Mm. And I'm calculating that there is this many people who are going to buy. And I spend all this effort and energy and time creating it. And then when it doesn't perform as good as I thought it would, I resent it. Oh, mm. fuck this niche. <laughs> It's all marketers do. It's the truth. It's the truth when you're creative. <laughs> Seriously, though, that that is. You're not. <laughs> you just want to throw everything against the wall and just throw your arms up. But I think that's the that's the trap of expectations too. You know, my 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 wife's had a blog that she's been building now like for eighteen months, and oh, it's her work. Dude, blogging is. I have so much respect. A lot for of work. Oh, people, people think it's this easy thing and which it will be eventually, eventually, you know, three to five years from now when it's generating the income she desires. But in the meantime, she's just eating shit, just creating. But, but to your point, she enjoys the process. She's, she's deeping her love for the process. She's expanding her skill set. When, when she started, she had so little belief in herself. And now she's teaching me things about SEO and showing me stuff to do. And oh. we're layering in content strategy for my blog based on what oh. she's been doing. So, Amazing. but like, that's the thing though, is we all start in that place where I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I don't know what I need to do. I have no skills. That's a beautiful place to be in, man. Like everyone started there. That yeah. beginner's mind is so powerful. And, and I think, if we don't embrace that, that stops us from creating. Because again, that criticism, that judgment comes in, that lack of self-love and acceptance. And you said it earlier too, is boundaries. That comes from love and compassion. Like there is no, we are not endless cups. We all need to honor our sovereignty. And unless we do that, and that's why aligning our service with who we are matters because there's an infinite number of ways we can serve people. But yeah. does it align with who we are? Does mm -hmm. it match who we are and the way we want to give? If those things aren't aligned, it's not authentic, genuine service. And that's where kind of hidden ties, the expectations, the disappointments, the resentment, all mm -hmm. that stuff starts bleeding in. Yeah. It's just so beautiful that you talked about boundaries and the way that you explained it, Basio. The way that you talked about boundaries is so, it's so important to figure out what is it that is a non-negotiable to you when you're a creative person because you'll know what things you're willing to change for the market and what things you're not willing to change even if it makes no sense it makes it makes it does it's not good for your for example okay for example i love creating content i love making videos i love creating it if nobody watched i'd still make it if nobody <laughs> booked a call i'd still make it well, not if nobody watched well, i'd still probably talk about these things maybe i'll record them and keep them to myself mm. but i just i just love creating i love creating this stuff when i started i started with an attention it was i had uh an agenda if you will of like i'm gonna create content because that's how i'm gonna get people to come in the reality is that's that's not even the easiest way to attract people, if you will. That's not the lowest effort. The business is not the lowest effort, but I love it so much. I do it. I know there are easier ways for me to, if I only cared about attracting clients and, I, I, and that's the only reason I'm creating content, I know there are different ways that I can do this that are easier. But to me, it's a non-negotiable to express myself in my content. It's a non-negotiable for me to create from the heart. It's a non-negotiable for me to enjoy it. So whatever I do, even if every expert says, you can't, shouldn't do it this way, it's stupid, it's silly, I would still do it my way because that's what I enjoy doing. 
On the other hand, there are things I don't care about and I'm willing to listen to the expert advice in those cases and and do the things that I know are going to get me results faster, easier, with less resources, et cetera, because I don't, it's not that I don't care about these things. It's just like, they're not non-negotiables for me. You know, it's not a non-negotiable for me, for example, to have um, video thumbnails that are not perfect. Like to me, it's not, it's not a non-negotiable. Am I going to spend my time, energy, resources, extra resources there? No, because it's not a non-negotiable. It's not, it's a, not a non-negotiable for me, so I will do that. Uh, it's a non-negotiable for me to work with people who are aligned. So it doesn't matter if the person coming to me has an amazing opportunity. Uh, you know, uh, like they have a need for a service that I can provide and they're willing to pay a lot of money for, but I don't feel aligned with that person. I'm not going to do it. Period. Mm-hmm. We have to know ourselves. We have to know ourselves. And not judge ourselves or other people. It doesn't mean that the other person is, is bad and I'm good or my method is right. The other person's, the other marketer's method is wrong. You know, I, do, I don't judge that other people do things differently and they like to have these complicated, you know, marketing processes and systems and, and building funnels and pushing people down the funnel or trying really hard and doing things like trip wiring, which to me, like just the word itself is. It's a war. That's a tactic in war is a trip wire. Yeah, and marketing, like it's, it's a thing to, to trip to trip the customer to to get the to get the purchase. But you like just listen to the word like trip. Why it sounds bad. It sounds weird. Used in war, it's a warfare <laughs> tactic. Like that. Yes, it's a war slash you know predatory term. But exactly, does it mean that this person is a bad person is doing it? No, the pro, it's just a different way of seeing life and a different level of consciousness, a different different perspective. And let's be real, maybe different survival stages. Force. And I was at a stage in my life where I, I had no idea about the concepts that I'm talking about. And I'm like, not wrong. All, everybody is doing it. Yeah, that's just how marketing works. That's just how business works. How else are we going to do it? You know, so I'm like, well, there's nothing wrong with it. I'm not stealing. I'm not, you know, but in the back of my mind, I'm doing all these things. Nowadays, it's a non-negotiable for me that I don't treat the other person as a lead or treat them as a put like a you know uh i don't have prospect a transaction or something yeah yeah it, they're still a, a quote-unquote prospect they're mm-hmm. still a quote-unquote lead but i just don't see that just not seeing them and treating them that way is is important to me in my business but we, we shouldn't be judging somebody who's doing it differently that's their way but my way my non-negotiables so it's important for everyone no matter what work you're doing to know what are the most important things to you that you're not willing to compromise on? And then everything else, you can just play around. But like, I always like to say, know the rules before you break the rules of the game. Like learn mm. how to learn what works and what gets you the results. When you hear an expert give you advice, if it's not against your values, it's not against, you know, against you, but you're not sure, try it. But if you find that it's, it doesn't work for you for whatever reason, you don't have to justify yourself. Just it doesn't work for you, period. It's not for you. It's not for me to slide into people's DMs. I know that's an easy way to go to a stranger and be like, oh, you have this pain point. Here's why I should help you. And some of them are going to reject me. Some of them are not. But it doesn't work for me. So I don't do it. Does that make sense? It totally. Again, it, it's all like the, the, the overarching theme of our conversation is really about anchoring into who you are authentically. Yes. And, and just it. because someone operates differently, that's more authentic to them, or maybe it's not authentic to them. It doesn't make it doesn't mean we need to judge them or criticize yeah. them or or be harsh towards them. It's ultimately about understanding who we are, what matters to us, what we value, what we don't value, what we're willing to sacrifice on. Like when you were sharing my thought, that like, don't do things despite yourself, you yes. know, like and we do that all the time. Like, we do yeah. it all the time. Yeah. So just. That's why honoring who we are, being authentic to who we are is crucial and defining the standards of success by who we are from within, because mm-hmm. society has a certain set of standards for success, which is personally, yeah. I find to be extremely annoying, like the <laughs> putting money above all, like that's one of the things that it's, it's like you, people won't even listen to you unless you make a certain amount of money or have a certain level of success, even though what you're saying, perhaps you've been saying for 20 years and it's brilliant still, whether you have success or not. It's just, yeah. I, I'm hoping that over time, and I see this changing, the market is tired of the fakeness, all the social media tools, all the mm-hmm. filters, all the nonsense. 
but none of it's real. One of my friends sent me a video of a, a girl on TikTok and she was showing the layers of filters that you can put on to videos. And the very last one was her outside in the sun and she had, she was go she had some sort of allergic reaction that she was going through. But the first video, it was like the, the, the filters, the makeup, all this stuff. And then at the very end, she's showing her authentic, still a very beautiful woman. Like, that's what's crazy to me, though, is that we have these we're starting to see that the world isn't real in mm -hmm. so many ways. But mm -hmm. that authenticity and genuinely loving who we are and embracing who we are and not putting up these kind of presentations, I yeah. think, is a way to find more peace and happiness within. And and now, Aliana, I'm not a female, right? I don't have the I, I'm not going to be a hypocrite or in the sense that I don't feel like beauty standards are applied the same way as they are to women and men. They're not. I, I just, but I, what I'm getting at is being authentic to who we are, being more honest and in general as a society and realizing that none of us have all the answers. All of us have goofy stuff on our face. We have breakouts. We have stuff on our face. Like, we all poop. Everyone poops. Like, like, not me though. Yeah, right. Just, it just floats out like roses and flowers. I have a book. I have a book that's, no, it's unicorn and cupcakes. I have a, nice. a book in the bathroom that says, um, called The Rule of Pool by Susie Batiste. And I love it. Uh, Susie Batiste is the founder of uh, of uh, Poopery and Supernatural, Ooh. and she is she was uh, my gateway to some of the business spirituality stuff. Right? Mm -hmm. I, uh, you know, I I aligned with her because my I, I I realized you know I was I had the domain name brandsarealive.com for a while before I actually started doing something with it for years. Uh, and I just got it. And I was like, I know I need to do something with this. I don't know what steps to do with this. And there you go. Prime example of what we talked about earlier, by the way. Right. Of following just, your. Yeah. And guess what? One day I'm just I'm talking about her to one of my clients. I'm talking about the, I'm, I'm talking about her business to one of my clients as a use case. I'm like, here's the use case of this business. She's doing the one. And I was like, let me dig into this founder story. It's actually quite impressive. Um, signed up to her newsletter two days later, literally two days later, she rolled out a, um, uh, a program called Alive OS. And I was like, Alive? Okay, I'm interested. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, whatever. Let's just, let's roll with this. Let's see where this goes. Uh, and what was amazing to me is that a lot of the ideas that I was secretly writing for years, I was writing, and I thought I was crazy, mad woman. I'm just like writing about marketing and like connection between branding and spirit and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> And then what was uh, reassuring to me about this whole thing is I meet this woman who is, has a, two nine-figure businesses that she built from scratch. So clearly she, is, uh, she knows what she's doing, but she was on the scale of- uh, That's 100 million, y'all. Nine figures is 100 okay. million, by the way. It's actually, yeah. Yeah, she has multiple nine-figure business, nine businesses, like, or two businesses uh, generating multiple nine figures. So, yeah. Like numbers that I can't wrap my head around. Absurd. And yet she shared some of these same ideas and she had this thing called the live OS and she's talking about following these, these um, intuitions and how, you know, these breadcrumbs of desire are the key to your purpose and that sort of thing. So I'm like, okay, this means I am clearly, yeah, I don't know what happened there. It's just like blurred for a second. I was like, okay, clearly I, I am, might be onto something <laughs> here. So maybe I should probably, you know, so it was very encouraging mm -hmm. to, to find somebody that I, I looked up to her and I, I thought, okay, I thought I wasn't good enough. My business was not making anywhere near that kind of money, but she is. So, you know, I used to be like everybody else impressed by these things and be like, oh, this person must know what they're talking about because they have the results that I can only dream of. So it, it actually turned out to be a good thing because it was like, oh, look at that. Uh, I, I, she know, I know, I know that this person knows what she's talking about as far as business, at least. And yet she has some of the same beliefs. And of course, doing the inner work after that for years made me realize actually nobody has all the answers. I don't, Name she close. doesn't, nobody does. I still love her. She's, she knows a lot of answers, but I'm just saying in general, right? In general, nobody knows what the heck is going on. And even, even if you know how to do something like you were talking earlier, you said, when we're starting out, we're figuring things out and we have no idea. What I realized actually is even if you know what you're doing, you're still going to struggle sometimes. Like I know all that I know about. I was a marketing consultant for almost a decade before I started Brands Our Life. I was a marketer since 2008. I had multiple businesses. And yet 
I'm building a brand for myself. I still struggled a lot. There's a lot I didn't know about this type of business, this type of business model, this uh, sharing my message, building a brand and a business. Uh, I'm sorry, a brand and marketing yourself is different from branding and marketing a product that you're selling mm -hmm. when you're behind the scenes. You have to show yourself there's a lot of inner work that needs to be done. There's a lot of fear to be worked through. So mm. you're, 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 you know, unless you're doing literally the same thing over and over and over, you're waking up every morning and you're eating like the same breakfast, lunch, dinner, and you're doing the same exact type of work and you're hanging out with the same type of people, you're probably going to be very uncomfortable. So mm. better make friends with it. I but love yeah, that. Follow your, follow your desires. Follow your desires. Well, and it's such that's such a great story too, Eliana, because ultimately you you had this person who was the seed for you to pursue this path in a lot yes. of ways. It's like a, yes. a seed of validation. And I yes. think there are I can there are people that I can look back in my journey of of I think just more than anything, just connecting with who I truly am, who have been validation for points of us like, wow, look at this person, look at the things that they've shared, look at what they've done, yeah. and then the message that they're carrying with them. And you're it's it's hope that you don't have to be a robot or you don't have to be an automaton or you don't have to be a replica to create success because the world that we're moving into, the time and space that we're moving into, authenticity will be the key differentiator because with all these automations, AI, technology, everything's going to become very cookie cutter box. You yes. know, everything's getting <laughs> yes. safe, safe words, safe spaces. Don't say this. Everybody's <laughs> offended. Like. Oh my God, eventually people are going to get to a point where like, dude, I just want somebody who's real. I don't yeah. need the most expert, whatever. We didn't even get into that, by the way. And we're running up. Yes, I know. That's crazy. It went by so fast. I know. Um, we're definitely going to have to do a follow on episode at some point. But let, if we can, Eliana, I think that would be a nice spot to maybe wrap is talk briefly kind of because when we first spoke initially offline, um, I called you a branding expert and you push back on that. So I, let, let's dig into that a little I bit. Think, I push back on most, on all, uh, probably all labels. It's just, it's you nothing do. against, yeah, do, yeah. It's, it's <laughs> but it's true. That's what I, that's kind of what I do. Yeah. Not what I am, but what I do. Yeah. Branding, marketing, of course. Yeah. That's what I do. But the, the expert piece, right? And I think we oh, yeah, overvalue the, the overvaluing yeah. of experts. Oh, it, man. it undermines like, our own integrity, our own vision, okay. our own creativity. Now, mm -hmm. that doesn't mean we don't look to experts. That doesn't mean we don't learn from people who are very specialized. I'm not saying ignore people who know things in a deep level. What I'm saying is, and, I, and I'm curious what your take on this is, because experts can help us, but ultimately it's still our responsibility. We make the, the end call, even going to the doctor. A doctor yeah. can give us their recommendations. We treat these recommendations like they're the gospel. They're not. We ought to know damn well better what's happened the last few years, too, by the way. There were a whole bunch of experts telling us yeah. all kinds of things mm -hmm. that have actually turned out to be super wrong. Mm -hmm. So it's dangerous in that sense. Like we have an over level of confidence in the expertise of others, but we undermine the value and power that we hold as individuals. And I think one of the key components of this, and I want to pass it over to you, is discernment and trusting ourselves and discerning information. And if we feel hesitation with anything, regardless mm -hmm. of who it's coming from, we have to honor that. We have to allow that thing to bubble up and at least pursue it because it could be protecting us or taking us on a path that's more aligned with who we are from the center. That is so very beautifully said. Um, you basically just covered it. All of it, really. That was, that was, no, I mean, I love it. I love it. Thank you so much for, for like, it's such a beautifully put way of saying, hey, listen, you should listen to experts, but listen doesn't mean act upon what the recommendations are. Just listen to what they're saying. Consider it. And the word that you said that, that you know, was a light bulb moment from you is discernment. That is it. Cultivate the ability to discern. Discern and trust that you know more than you think you do. If you're talking to somebody an expert, a self-proclaimed expert, and they may be an expert and they may actually give you real good advice, but you have to learn to not only discern, but also listen to the signals that you're getting. And you're going to get signals in your body. You're going to get signals in your emotions. You're going to get signals in your mind as, in, as thoughts. You're going to get signals as an intuitive hit. You're going to get signals as 
um, doubts, fears. Consider everything that comes up. Do not do an override. Mm -hmm. I think we, everybody has that intuitive capacity within them to know if something is not right. Something is telling you, hey, hold on. I know you're excited about listening to this expert and paying them this amount of money to get started on the program that's finally going to change your life. But maybe there isn't just one thing that's going to change your life. Maybe the answer isn't supposed to be in just one place. Maybe there's no savior coming. Maybe you don't need to be saved. Yep. Maybe you don't need to be saved from anything. Maybe you're fine. Maybe just maybe this expert is telling you the truth and they know what they're talking about, but this is not the answer, the thing that you need right now. Maybe there's work for you to do internally. Ultimately, the quote unquote expert is someone who knows more than you do, who has more experience than you do. So it's completely relative. Uh, I made a video a long time ago called, can you be seen as an expert if you're open about where you are in your journey? Because this creates this pressure of pretending to be much further than we really are in our knowledge and our skill and that sort of thing, because we want to be perceived as experts. So we fear that we're not experts enough. Um, the reality is it's, it's completely subjective. You want something, you find somebody who has done the thing, who knows how to do it, and their way works with you. It's in an alignment with who you are. This is why it's always so important to know who you are, to be in alignment with your authentic self. And then it's a matter of choosing, does this work for me? What exactly are they promising me? Is it a cat in a bag? Or are they telling me exactly what am I going to get if I pay them? Sometimes it's hard to get promises. Like, I will never promise someone that if you work with me within three months, you're going to be making six figures, seven figures. Like, I can't make that kind of promise. Mm -hmm. I can never, there are so many variables. But I can promise that I'm going to give you this many sessions and I'm going to, you're going to get the, like, a, let's say a three-month strategy and I'm going to break it down. I, I, I get very specific about what exactly I am selling you, the deliverables. I get very, very specific. And I tell you, at your stage, this is where I think you might end up in a few months. This is where I think you will end up doing this. But I don't make that promise of like, these are the results that you're going to get, even though I am quote unquote an expert. Mm. And I don't mean too much on that because even though I believe that's, that's very possible, there are too many variables. And it's not that people did the work or you didn't, or you showed up or you didn't show up. You know, like the whole language of blaming the client or customer for not getting the result. When the programs don't work and being like, well, it's because you didn't do the work. My program is perfect. I am the expert, but it's all on you. You were not showing up. You were, you didn't want it badly enough. You know, I've got that before. I've, oh, I've definitely been shamed yeah. into paying thousands of dollars and you're the problem. I paid a coach 20K at some point for a few hours. And, and she was at some point, she's like, are you going to do it? Or are you going to keep bitching and moaning about it? Like, Literal, actual, this actually happened. And I was like, excuse me? Uh, anyway, yeah, so. Don't talk to me like that, first and foremost. I, any, yes, I, whole other rabbit hole, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, whole another rabbit hole. No, like, no hard feelings, honestly. I, I laugh at it because it's really funny, but, uh, you know, she, she, whatever. Uh, the point is, you pay people, like, insane amounts of money for a specific result, and then, and, and I had many of these like wasted things in my life in the past where I would spend absurd amount for nothing and always thinking that the next thing with this next expert is going to unlock some magical key that is suddenly going to make me achieve all of my doesn't work that way, dude. It's like a whole practice and you hire experts to teach you skills. I'm big on teaching skills. So when you work with me, like if somebody were to work, work with me, I would never be like, you know, we're just going to show up and wing it. Like I will teach them skills to market themselves, to promote themselves, to build the brand for themselves. So they have that for the rest of their life. So hire an expert to either do the work for you or to teach you the skill or to walk with you to do it. But don't expect that they're going to um, somehow magically fix all of your problems just because they are quote unquote experts. And I love what I love most about what, I, what you said is always bringing it back to you leaning on trusting ourselves, our inner guidance, and knowing that we ultimately always have the answer. We can figure out the answer. There's not one expert that you're going to die if you don't work with this one person or if you don't take this one program. There are infinite ways to achieve the same results. So, yeah, there's a lot to be said there. So, so I'm just saying. Yes. <laughs> oh my goodness, I love it. No, that's, well, uh, it's become very clear to me that we're definitely going to have to have a follow-on session. At some I, point we need, in the yeah, we need this everyone. Was, this was great. Yeah. Well, so 
Eliana, for the listeners out there, where can they find you? What are you up to if they're interested in what you're doing? I'll have obviously a lot of the, the stuff in the show notes here for you. But, you know, before we part ways, what would you like to share with the audience? Sure. Um, go to brandsarelive.com forward slash mojo, M-O-J-O. You'll find it in the menu, brandsarelive.com. This is my uh, weekly newsletter. I send a video almost every week. Uh, right now, I have something called the Starter Kit. Uh, when you sign up, it'll give you, uh, like, it'll take you to a page with four videos and three articles. If you're completely like, I have no idea where to start with all of your content. Where do I go to start building my brand of full self-expression? I have four videos and three articles that you get in the Starter Kit if you sign up. And after that, I send about a video a week or an email a week with, um, Things that I'm, you know, sharing along the way about building a brand of full self-expression. Also on LinkedIn is a good place to connect with me. Very cool. Well, I'm going to sign up. I didn't even know that you had Mojo. I know, <laughs> I know you have Mojo. I didn't know you had a product called Mojo that you can oh, offer. Oh, it's not a product. For your no, newsletter. It's a newsletter. It's a newsletter. It is a Amazing. newsletter. But, but they do get a free starter kit that's like um, four videos with the three articles um, with like great. exercises that help them. Do things like clarifying what is your brand's essence or the emotion of your brand, uh, the 80-20 of branding. How do you explain to people what is it that you do when you have no idea what your niche is? Um, the 130 method that I talked about, which helps you turn your dreams into a reality with a step-by-step process in, in 10 so to 12 cool. months. Um, I have these three articles that are for clarity about your marketing messaging. Uh, one is for how do you tell the story of your brand and your values? And then the other one, if I remember correctly, is uh, what was the other one? Oh, yeah. Brand positioning. Right. So I like I like to give them exercises, templates and things that they can they can follow if they're just going to, you know, do it themselves. Um, and hopefully, you know, hopefully it helps somebody out. Yeah. Sounds like it definitely will. I mean, honestly, that's the whole point for me with Order Within is if we can just provide a little bit of these breadcrumbs, a little bit of seeds along the way that can because. The reality is you got to take what works for you, throw away the stuff that doesn't. I'm definitely going to sign up for your newsletter. That's great. I think people who are looking for this type of directional, like the inner authentic direction mm-hmm. of branding, this could benefit greatly. So- Absolutely. And and this is this is just the newsletter. But if they want like one-on-one help, I do have um, some offers on the site. I actually have tried my best to also provide all the details and the pricing in there. So I don't do the thing where oh. we jump on a call for an hour and... I try to dig your pains and oh figure out gosh. how to smell your, yeah. I'll just give you everything there. And then if you want to discuss further, they can book a 15 minute with me and then we can chat some more. But I have, I try, to give yeah. I, I try to give services in different ranges. I am working on a product behind the scenes, but that's not released yet. Ooh, so nice. excited about that. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Well, Aliana, I really appreciate you coming on to the show. This was a fantastic conversation. I'm Thank certain you. that the audience has got a lot of great value here. So, uh, we'll do a follow-up episode at some point in the future here. I really appreciate you coming on. So everybody out there listening, I appreciate your eyes, your ears. We're adding a video element to this. The conversations are great. Eliana's a fantastic guest. So I really do appreciate you coming on. And with that being said, y'all, until next time. Thank you for listening to Order Within. If you found the episode helpful, please consider sharing, rating, and subscribing. New episodes will be released every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Until next time, y'all.